Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Wasn't a groovy intro there. Welcome to the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me is not Israel Troop tonight. He is still under the weather um, as he we have just started school and all the kids brought the germs. But uh, joining me to <laughs> fill in his place so I didn't have to go solo tonight is Matthew Perkins and Josh Cook. They come over from Illegal Motion to join me here to give you all the Bulldogs content. So, gents, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining me. It's a uh, it's an honor to be back on the pod. Last time I was here, I was with uh, Ryan Seymour, and uh, Israel was in a duck blind somewhere, or not a duck blind. He was just in a in a in a tree stand or something like that. He was hunting hogs. Service. He was going hog hunting in hog in hunting a, there in have. Adale, Georgia. So, <laughs> and coach, I've never been on, so I believe the southern thing to do when it's your first time being on something is to go long time, first time, coach. First time, long time, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you got to bring a housewarming gift too. You got to bring a hostess gift. So, it's okay, all good. there we go. Um, so uh, we are we are presented by BetOnline.ag, uh, your number one sports betting site. If you want, if you want to bet on something in sports, any sport, BetOnline.ag has it for you. Live live betting, props, odds, futures, all kind of things. Uh, as if you want, head over to BetOnline.ag. They also have a casino. So for Josh, your Caribbean stud poker addiction uh they have it there readily available for you uh you just have to visit the website uh, on one of your devices and uh enter that promo code believe now you know i just play iowa unders there you go that's that's like free money uh and i mean it's so good the team the the team themselves are are endorsing it i know yeah absolutely exactly yeah so it's free money so you might as well play it, but go to betterline.ag to play it. So uh, enter the promo code believe that's B L E A V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betterline.ag, it's where the game starts. Guys, well, fall camp is raging on, as you can see in the title. Um, it's raging on. We're getting closer and closer and closer to the season. Lots of storylines in Georgia. Um, most notably, the quarterback one battle, which is not really a battle, it's, it's Carson Beck. Uh, it's going to be Carson Beck all the way. Uh, it's going to be how does Mike Bobo fare with all these weapons? Uh, how is he going to incorporate Brock Bowers in Brock Bowers' final season um, as a Bulldog? Uh, how are they going to replace all that NFL talent? That's a question that gets seemingly asked every single year. Uh, so a lot of storylines in camp, a lot of uh, a lot of people impressing with a lot of their performances, guys. I, I know. Uh, I know the SEC and uh, the University of Georgia is not on the forefront of your minds, but uh, what? So, what questions do you have for? We, we could try. We can treat this like a live mailbag. Yeah. What, 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 uh, well, well, I, I know mine. Go ahead. Doug. So, those of you that listen to the Illegal Motion podcast, we do. I was probably the biggest Stetson Bennett supporter 
outside of the state of Georgia. I was like, why, why would you move on from him? Yeah, he might not be the most talented, but he wins freaking every game and he won you two titles. Um, so I was a big, big guy on him. Coach, should I be as big on Carson Beck? Like, what, what's the story with him? Well, Carson Beck, dude, like if you watched him in the spring, which uh, I would not have, have <laughs> but uh, you would not have, but um, he, and if you watched him in any of his mop up duty, which yeah. you probably wouldn't have either, but uh, he has a lot of poise uh, in the pocket. I think w- he is very, very comfortable with, with the system. He knows the checks. He knows the reads. He's very decisive. Um, he's very athletic for being as, as long and lanky as he is. Um I mean, it just he just has some it factor that I, you know, obviously there's not many people that have an it factor like Stetson Bennett had, but I think Carson Beck does have that and does have those leadership qualities that kind of allowed him to just grab this job by the horns and and take it and run with it. All right. Well, my my biggest question was, you know, it's been a long run of def- dominant defensive tackles. Jordan Davis begets Jalen Carter, and that was supposed to beget Bear Alexander. Bear, Bear Alexander transferring to USC was a little bit of a shock for me. Now, it seems like he got NIL yeah. out the wazoo. He said it wasn't NIL, but, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> it was. Okay. It was. <laughs> he it said it wasn't, like, but it was. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're going to lie to me, like, be a little bit more creative. <laughs> but so who is... Like who's the next dude then at on the interior of the defensive line? Because that is, you know, the heart of what has made those Georgia defenses so good has been guys on the inside who are really disruptive and then letting those linebackers be able to just run free because they have to because those guys have to be double teamed on every single play. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, that's going to be a little bit tougher of a of, of a task this uh, this upcoming season because there's not that one superstar. I think they're going to do it in the aggregate with. Um, Warren Brinson with Nazir Stackhouse, Zion Logue. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of mileage out of Michael Williams um, if he can stay healthy. But, I mean, you're just going to have a lot of big-time role players that just do their job and do it exceptionally well. I don't think you're going to have a Jalen Carter. I don't think any of these guys are going to get drafted early, if at all. Um, but, but they are going to play key roles in, in this defense, and they are going to help uh, our inside linebackers, Jamon Dumas Johnson and Smell London, uh, do their jobs and do them well. Well, then building off of that, who is where is the pass rush going to come from without Nolan Smith? Michael Williams. Um, Michael Williams. Yeah, he can he not, do that. It, it, does he have the ability to do that? He does. He, he has a great burst. If you watched him in the uh, in the in the Peach Bowl, he had uh, I think two key sacks on on CJ Stroud. Uh, just just shot out of a cannon. Um, I, he was overshadowed early in the year with Nolan Smith, but when Nolan Smith went down with that shoulder injury, he really stepped up. Uh, he only had four and a half sacks, so on the stat sheet, it doesn't look that impressive. But when he started getting more and more playing time, you saw just how explosive Michael Williams is. And that really showed in key moments in the Peach Bowl when we needed a big-time sack or a big-time play from from a, from an edge player, Michael Williams was the guy on the scene. Coach, I got a question that might stump you. I don't know. Very few things stump you. But um, for your listeners, they probably don't know. I'm an Iowa person. I'm an Iowa fan. Iowa has had a long history of some really good kickers. And if there was an interesting thing about Georgia last year, your kicker who graduated, not the longest, not the longest of legs. He went just three of eight from 40 or longer. 
last year. Jake, Jack Pod Lesney. Well, he's never. Yeah. I mean, we were always giving him <laughs> good chip shots anyway. So, well, <laughs> but he's gone. Know. He graduated. Yeah. Uh, their returning kicker, Jared Zirkel, one career attempt field goal. He had one that's chip good. shot. That's, that's going to be a tough go there. That's it. That's, that's it. That's it, man. Uh, <laughs> we're, so, we're rolling the dice there. Uh, all right. You're just rolling the dice. All right. We're rolling the dice, man. I, I don't like. Okay. So then give us a Georgia special teams preview, then, coach. Like, yeah. you know, it, it can make or break a team. I mean, it really, it really can. Um, I mean, I think punting is going to be good. I mean, you 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 look at you look at what we what we did against Tennessee with that seventy five no it was an eighty two yard punt or something like that. Um, I you know I I think that's something to look at. Um, kicking wise, place kicking wise, I it's just we just don't know. Hot Rod is not walking through that door. <laughs> hot Rod ain't walking through that door. Uh, hot Pod is not walking through that walking through that door. So. Um, as far as making a big field goal, we won't know until it's time. Unfortunately, like we, we won't know. So over on uh, MikeFarrellSports.com, I will give that a plug where I'm the editor in chief. Uh, you know, we've been running a bunch of different series. Uh, Mike and I have, and we've been breaking down position groups all across, you know, in every conference and going through all of these position groups, I think it can be, pretty well set in stone that Georgia has the best defensive backfield, not just in the SEC, but in the country. Uh, and I, I, yeah. I would go, I, mm-hmm. I would, I would bet some money on that after yeah. the defensive backfield coach, what uh, rank the position groups strongest to weakest, strongest to weakest. Okay. So uh, you, you aforementioned defensive back room. I think the offensive line is tremendous. They have three guys on the Outland trophy watch list uh, on that starting front. Amir's and the for the Remington. And the favorite for the Remington and Cedric Van Pran. Uh, and uh, they also have Tate Ratlitch, who finally is healthy at the guard position in that list. So I, I think mover. My God. Oh, dude, dude is a dude is a beast, man. Um, so I, I think even with the departure of Warren McClendon and and uh, and Broderick Jones, I still think you have a really strong unit there. Uh, I think the running backs are very, very strong uh, with Branson Robinson as your number. Th- I mean, Branson Robinson at at best is probably your number three guy. He would start in most of the teams. He could probably start everywhere in the ACC or any other team in the country. I mean, that, that dude is a brick outside brick of house yeah, outside of Clemson. Probably. Um, actually, no, I, I, I would put him against Will, Will Shipley um, any day. Uh, but you have, you know, when healthy, you have a really, really good running back room. Uh, Kendall Milton uh, heading that off uh, as well. So uh, the quarterbacks, I, I think, you know, not proven, but I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, with I think, I think the the QB two job is going to be just as important of a battle as a QB one job because, you know, God forbid something happened to Carson Beck. Uh, I think it's going to be Gunnar Stockton personally. I think it's going to end up winning the backup job. I, I just think he gives you more uh, dynamic dynamic play than Brock Vandegrift. I think Gunnar Stockton does give you actually more in the run game in the quarterback planned run game. You think if that Brock happens, Vandegrift's going to transfer then? Probably. Yeah. Probably. probably. He gets beat out yeah. by Stockton. Stockton because, because Raiola is coming in. And mm-hmm. yeah, Donovan Raiola is coming in. And yeah, it's just, you know, it is what it is. Um, he might actually transfer to tech, to be honest with you, um, to go play for Buster. But uh, I, I think, because uh, I think Vandegrift and Buster had a really good relationship. 
so I, I, I really like the quarterbacks. Uh, I think the uh, I think the inside linebacking core is very strong. Um, you know, your, your top two guys, uh, Smell London and uh, Jermaine Dumas Johnson, are two of the best in the country, and they have some five star depth behind them. Uh, I like the wide receivers a lot. Uh, when you add Ra Ra Thomas and Dominic uh, Dominic Lovett, I think you get some. Re- I think you add two really dynamic pieces to a pretty strong group. It was a good group, and you add those two. And now it's a great receiver room. I think you have a lot of talent there. Lad McConkey, obviously. Uh, you have Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, uh, and then you have some guys that have some talent, but just you ha- just haven't seen them a whole lot because. They're young and they've been buried behind A.D. Mitchell and those guys. So that's Jackson Meeks, Dylan Bell, uh, and uh, and and even uh, Denalon Morissette. And then some of these freshmen coming in, uh, four-star guys from Florida, are are outstanding. So um, that room's going to be really competitive. Um, I didn't mention the tight end room. Um, it is very strong as well. Um, I would probably – I should have mentioned them earlier um, – but uh, Brock Bowers just by himself makes that room really <laughs> strong. But you have Oscar Delp, who's kind of like a slightly lesser version of Brock Bowers, but it's not a shot. But he's like Brock Bowers is one of the best tight ends in college football. Um, Lawson Lucky, I think, being being a third guy is, is really, really strong there. Uh, I think your weakest position group is that defensive line because they're, although there's some talent there, there's no superstar. There's nobody that you're just like, okay, we've got to figure out a game plan for Nazir Stackhouse. Okay, we've got to figure out a game plan for Warren Brinson. Not saying that no one can develop from that list, but just looking at it and the star power behind that list, it's just not there. But they're really solid. And they do their jobs really effectively. But, again, star power just doesn't, it's just not there. Little little trivia for you guys. A lot of teams have claimed nineteen forty seven national, oh. national titles. A lot of teams have claimed three national titles in a row, but only one has officially three AP number one finishes in a row. Anyone know that team? Yes. What well, is it? It's it's Minnesota thirty four to thirty six. Yeah, there we go. So with that in mind, coach, like obviously a three peat is Dang near impossible. It, it's it's very much in our reach. I think with this okay. with this offense as explosive well, it is, it's very much in our reach. So you look at who is going to be challenging you for that. Um, you know, obviously within your own conference, Tennessee, Alabama, and LSU are probably the three teams that are just going to contend the most uh, for that. And I think I think LSU is going to repeat as West champions as the final West champions. Um, I, I really think that's a good possibility. Um, so, you know, you've got to win a tough SEC championship matchup with them. I think you look outside, let's hypothetical playoff. I don't think Florida State can beat can beat Georgia. I, I don't know that they have anybody that can match up with Brock Bowers. I don't know that they have anybody that can match up in the slot with Dominic Lovett and Lad McConkey. Um, I don't think that this will be obviously the, the best secondary they've seen all year. With Kamari Laster, uh, Javon Bullard, and uh, Malachi Starks, uh, and then you add some other five-star talented guys out there, that's going to be a tough go for them. So, Florida State can they beat them? Probably not. Um, 
I, I don't know that Michigan matches up well with Georgia. What Michigan does really well, Georgia also does really well um, on, on the opposite end, end of it. Uh, so I don't know that they match up very well. Um, Ohio State's depleted. I don't even think they're going to make it out of the, I don't think they're going to make it to the playoff anyway, but I, I just don't think they can contend. I, I just, I don't see a team out there. Could USC win like a crazy track race? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. I think the, I think the team that could get them the most is probably Michigan. I think that's the team that has the best shot. If Clemson figured out an offense, they have to figure out an offense. I think Florida State has a better shot than Clemson does. I think Florida State has the Florida State has a better shot on both sides, both uh, both sides of the ball. And you're talking about the strength of the Bulldogs' defensive backfield. Well, Florida State's wide receiver room and tight ends yeah. are pretty dang good. I I think if you had I, where Florida State, I think lacks is depth, quality depth. I, mm-hmm. I think that's where they'll get in trouble. I think that's where Ohio State got in trouble. Um. And I, I think this game, that game would probably play out a lot like the Ohio State game because they are explosive. And and Georgia kind of struggled with that in the Peach Bowl. Um, I, I think Ohio State won the game for three quarters but didn't win the most important quarter and when it mattered. And um, they just didn't have an answer for when – I mean, they were a one-trick pony with Marvin Harrison Jr. When he went out, well, they didn't have anything behind it. Like – it's football. Guess what happens? Injuries. Guess what happens? People hit. People yeah. hit in the SEC. Like that was a clean legal hit. It, it was. was. A, I mean, I, I would have said the same thing. Like it was a clean legal hit. If I like, they they overturned it. They reviewed it. It was a it clean took every legal angle hit. of it, and it yeah. and it was. And so he was pulling his head out of the way like that. Like he was trying to, I mean, without decapitating himself, like I think that would have been the only way he could have got his head further out of the way. So go, building off of that, though, what is the thinnest position then at the roster? So, or who is the one player that the dogs cannot afford to lose? We already covered it. Their kicker, man. Is it, is Their kicker's going to blow them a game, maybe. Is it, is it Brock Bowers? <laughs> is, it, is it someone else? Is I mean, it- Brock Bowers is pretty freaking important. Uh, if he goes down, that's a pretty key piece. But I think there's enough receivers, and I think Oscar Delp is good enough to kind of – they just reshape things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it'd be a hell of a blow to uh, – if. Brock Bowers went down. Don't get me wrong, but I think they could recover there. I think the guy is Michael Williams. You lose okay. Michael Williams. Mm. I don't. It's a bunch of freshmen. Well, that was good. that actually leads me to my next question. Which Damon Wilson's? Which Damon true, Wilson probably? Which true um, freshmen are going to see the most snaps this year? Damon Wilson at outside linebacker, probably. Um, he he's one. I think. Who's the other uh, edge rusher they got from IMG? Oh God! I knew you were going to ask me that. I can't remember his name. Um, I got to learn the freshman. I've got to learn the freshman. So, um, let me get that for you. That's a Nad. Take my I'll, approach to freshman coach. Don't learn any other names until they finally do something. <laughs> that's a, that's the spirit. Um, yeah, Samuel and Pemba was the, was the name I was looking for. Yes, right. And Samuel and Pemba. Yes, okay. yes. Samuel and Pemba from from IMG. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna get some time as well. Um, I, I think you're gonna have. I think one of those freshman defensive line defensive linemen are gonna gonna Jordan get in the Hall, mix Jordan too. Hall, probably maybe. yeah, Tro- Jordan Hall. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Will Hadaway is going to get some action at place kicker. Uh, he's going to push <laughs> Jared Zirkle. <laughs> uh, no, in, in all seriousness. Um, okay, then one other question, know. then going along with that, let's talk transfers then. Dominic Lovett, Ra-Ra Thomas, uh, two notable uh, incoming wide receivers. Lovett, obviously, I think has a little bit more ballyhoo coming in. Uh, he mm-hmm. was really productive at Mizzou. Uh, yeah, last was. year, uh, but Rara Thomas comes from a more wide open system from the leech system at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. He has going to have it's going to be a little bit more of a transition for him, I think. But which one of those two do you think will be able to slot in and you know and fit and be productive early? Dominic Lovett. Um, I think he does more. Uh, I think he's somebody that uh, can run jet sweeps. I think he's really good in the slot. I think if you go. Uh, I think if you go with like a 10 personnel set and you have him and Lad McConkey patrolling the inside, I think that's extremely dangerous. Uh, I think you finally have a solid jet. Like I said uh, before, I think you have a solid jet sweep guy, which really makes things different. What really opens up things for Lad McConkey off play action, stuff like that, because now Lad McConkey doesn't have to run those jet jet sweeps or even those jet motions and things like that. Uh, Screen game, fast screen game with with uh, with Lovett, I, I think is going to be really good. He's like very bouncy, very shifty, very like like he's like a coil up spring running around running around the field. It's it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch him because he can do so much. And I, I think having guys around him will protect him a little better because at Missouri, he really didn't have that. So teams keyed in on him, and he really like he could have had way more than eight hundred yards if. Missouri had even one other playmaker. Well, I think you could argue they had Luther Burden, but Luther Burden was a true it's freshman. Still, so. yeah, he's true freshman. Yeah, like, so I, I, I wonder, though, if Rara Thomas pushes Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint to be like the, the true X. I think he can. Uh, I think he absolutely can. I mean, I think once he gets kind of gets settled in, I think he had a rough transition in the spring. Uh, talking about Rara Thomas, uh, I, I think he can push Mar- Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint because all, although Marcus... Rosemary Jack Saint, you saw some of the catches he made throughout the season. He's very, very he athletic and jump. But he disappears um, at times. Like you forget he's on the he field. Does. I know. He really does. And and that's concerning. And and I think that's why they went out and brought in these two transfer receivers because they needed some they needed some star power. Like you lose AD Mitchell, who make clutch catch after clutch catch after clutch catch. I think Ra Ra Thomas is another dynamic guy that once he finally gets kind of settled in and kind of gets a sheds a little bit of that air raid off of him. I think he's going to be really, really special, but he, he's going to be one of those that, you know, third, fourth game, you you'll start to see him more. And then then he'll pop and he'll be like, wow. Okay. Didn't know that was going to happen. Was hoping that was going to happen, but I'm glad it's here. Like it's going to be a little bit later, probably. I had I had one final question for you, Coach. Um, so you mentioned you've got LSU winning the West uh, mm-hmm. for that SEC title game. Who do you want Alabama or who do you want Georgia to face, like matchup wise? Like, you know, who who I mean, of the of the Western contenders who gives you the most? Like, I mean, the star power matchup. Yeah, the most favorable matchup would be Alabama. Yeah, um, that's why I, 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 I think I think the most favorite because their quarterback situation is up in the air right yes. now. Like I, I, I don't I don't TBD. know. Like, can Jalen Milrow 
function as a quarterback, or is he just a running back back there? Can Ty Simpson stay healthy? Is he even dynamic enough? Can he? Is he good enough? And then Tyler Buckner, like that was a head scratcher. Like that was a pure Tommy Reese bringing in. Saban was like Tommy Reese. You get one transfer, and he picked Buckner. (laughs) What? Yeah, out of all the the open quarterback spots basically in the country and all the quarterbacks that transferred to other jobs, better jobs, different jobs, that Tyler Buckner was the one that came to Alabama. It was, I mean, yes, you understand like Reese and him worked together, but Reese didn't even make him the starter at Notre Dame. I mean, no, come on now. Like, what are we, what, and he couldn't hold on to it even. Like even with injury, like sometimes, you know, if you're good enough and you're not quite good enough at the time, but you're good enough and you get an opportunity, a lot of guys like seize that opportunity, like Tua Tonga Valoa. Um, but Buckner couldn't do that. Like, I, I just don't, I just don't understand it. I, I, I don't think he'll ever play. And they have some, they have some issues there. And, and I think there was like, they've whiffed on a few uh, receiving or receiver, uh, recruits and stuff too. Like they've whiffed on that position a little bit. Um, so and, in agreement, Alabama would be the easiest matchup then. Well, out, if out, of the, out of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Jaden Daniels, uh, uh, hell even, uh, even Nussmeyer, the backup at LSU was yeah. freaking slinging it, man. Like yeah. they've got, they've got two good quarterbacks and Brian Kelly's got some, something going on down there. And I think the there's a chance that, that LSU has two better quarterbacks than Alabama and Ole Miss has three <laughs> better than Alabama. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is col- – I joke yeah. with Steve all the time. Ole Miss is collecting quarterbacks. Um, but they <laughs> they collected all these quarterbacks just to keep Jackson Dart as their starter. Yep. They if, if Ole Miss is the real deal, that could be a, a tricky, really good, tricky game for, for Georgia because they get them right before, before that Tennessee. huge Tennessee mm-hmm. game, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky game. Ole Miss is good, man. Like I, I enjoy watching Ole Miss play. I, I, I like watching Lane Kiffin um, operate an offense. I, I really just, I just like watching them play. Uh, they're a fun team, and they're good. They're a dangerous team. But again, they're a team that you know you, you pounce on them, things can fall apart there. So, Excellent. coach, we've been peppering you with questions. I, put your, keep them coming, man. Put yourself in the shoes of a listener. There's two random strangers that they don't know anything about. Ask me and Matt one question in the role of your listener. In the role of my all right, first time, long time. Okay. <laughs> this is gonna be hard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do I ask you to? <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so what do you think that they think that you think yeah. would be asked? Yeah. What questions would you think that they think that I would anticipate them anticipating me asking you? <laughs> and now we have entered the inception uh, portion here of the Georgia Dogs podcast. Absolutely. No. Go. Okay. So you look at Georgia's schedule um, and you look at some of the East opponents. Uh, you've got Devin Leary at Kentucky. You've got uh, Matt's Graham Mertz at Florida. Uh, <laughs> we've got Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Of course, Tennessee is, you know, they're, they're, they're now in the upper echelon. Yeah. They're back in the upper echelon of the conference on Georgia's schedule outside of Tennessee and Ole Miss. What road games do you guys think would be, would give Georgia the most fits road games? Oh, yeah. I don't think not, road, not, road, yeah. not road games, yeah, just remaining good. games. I, well, I would say remaining games, remaining games. I, you know, I've come to respect Kentucky a lot. 
in the past half decade, especially. Um, and I will never take Kentucky lightly, um, especially with the, I think they have an upgrade at quarterback. I oh, think I thought Levis was not good last year. He was, he was all, downright terrible. He actually. Was, and he was just, he was like, he couldn't do anything old. in the bowl against Iowa. Oh, he didn't play. <laughs> well, <laughs> they played their third stringer. <laughs> You know what? You know, I, I don't want to completely ruin our SEC preview show that we're doing next week on a legal motion, but I, I will say it's pro it's for me it's Kentucky or um Georgia Tech's not gonna be back yet, but it's pro it's gotta be it's gotta be Kentucky because I don't believe in UAB. I think South Carolina is getting a little bit too big for their britches. Their football team is not as good as their social media team. Um <laughs> their, their social media team incredible. might be the best in the country. Uh, I think they've taken the mantle from LSU and is now mm -hmm. firmly placed in Columbia, South Carolina. Is yeah, where think, the I, best. I think, I think they're pretty, really pretty daggum solid. And well, uh, it's not Vandy, even though Coach, you will get my Vandy tickets this year. Living here in Nashville. Um, yeah. How much do you charge, Coach, for them? Uh, I, I make coke and uh, popcorn. No, no, <laughs> it's uh, it's buffalo chicken dip. I make uh, I take I make Mrs. Coach make me buffalo chicken dip. There you go. So um. It's a good trade-off. Uh, and plus, plus, Josh, that weekend is the Iowa game. It uh, was Wisconsin-Iowa, and I'll be in Madison for it. So There we go. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I'll, I guess I will say I'll say Kentucky is the one that would worry me the most besides the, the two obvious ones. All right. Well, we're going to get a good podcast then because I would actually take the Gamecocks. And the Ooh. reason is... That is a home we, game it, for Georgia. Yeah. Well... So out of the remain, yeah. Out of the remaining games, we don't have. What, I mean, what, what are we gonna say at what the, the cocktail party's neutral site at Auburn? Yeah. Like Auburn doesn't scare me at that's all. The, yeah. That's the first hostile environment that Carson Beck will face, though. That's Yawn. the only thing that. Yeah, I know, but Thorn is starting for Auburn, dude. Peyton here's, Thorn is starting for Auburn. Have, he was trash at Michigan State. He's gonna be even way worse against the ACC. Against the SEC. Hell here's yeah. why it, it is South Carolina. Georgia gets to have a snooze cakewalk against UT Martin and then a Black cupcake. Out. We're blacking out that game. <laughs> cupcake against Ball State. That was supposed to be Oklahoma. Yeah. So they're going to be untested. Very much so. And then they get South Carolina. We're going to kick a lot of field goals to get Jared Zirkle ready for that game. <laughs> South Carolina opens with a pretty solid Tar Heel team. Mm -hmm. They'll get to uh, figure out their past defense pretty quickly against Drake mm -hmm. May. And even if they lose that game, say it goes horribly wrong for them, they get completely embarrassed. They then get to host Furman. The mighty and, Paladins. And figure out all the stuff that went wrong against North Carolina. So the Gamecocks have a genuine test against the Tar Heels and you know, it's not a road game. It's it's neutral site game in Charlotte. It'll be well attended by both schools, but they'll have the experience of going to a different city, staying in a different hotel. They'll get some of that road game experience and against a decent opponent. So, you know, just in terms of like battle testedness, South Carolina will uh, will be more so than Georgia. That's fair. We'll still probably lose. 
big time. That, that, <laughs> that, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, South Carolina always has the capability of getting 50 burgered by, uh, by Georgia, <laughs> like they did last year where it was all, it, I mean, do you remember the hype around that game last year? Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, Spencer Rattler. No, you know, I was getting ready for Iowa, Iowa State. <laughs> Heisman hopeful, and Stetson Bennett just goes in and just fifty-five burgers him. I, I think he left some some dude's jock strap. Like he juked him so hard, like he just just. I think he I think he left his like knee joint over here and his like ankle joint on the on the five and like he his wrist was over there on the in ten yards deep in the goal line. Like I think he shook the dude so bad his just all his extremities just exploded. I mean, it was, it was bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know like that game because it's the second game of the year or third game of the year. First, first, it's always the first conference game that we play. Uh, that game always scares me some years. It's like, why was I even afraid? And other years I was like, Holy cow. We're, we're terrible. Like, and, and some of those years was just like, Holy cow, we're terrible. And some of those years were like, like the Spurrier years were like, oh God, he's got South Carolina going, man. Like he's he's got them doing something here. This is not an easy game. But I I don't know. Like I think South Carolina's over their skis a little bit right now. <laughs> okay, coach. Then I guess last question here before we wrap up from me. Last year, Brock Bowers had nine carries for 109 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> Love it, dude. Well, Brock Bowers. <laughs> He'll be the leading rusher in a in a ball game at some point. So the a will he be the leading rusher in any ball game? B will he get more than three like three rushing touchdowns is a lot for a tight end. Will he have more than three rushing touchdowns this year? And how many total rushing yards will he have? Yeah, give me Ooh. Brock Bowers' finished rushing stat line for the year. I think he gets four because we play some cupcakes, and he'll 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 take a jet sweep <laughs> to the house in four of those games. The fact that we're running jet sweep under center jet sweep to a tight end is ridiculous in and of itself. Uh, I think he'll have, I don't know, buck 25, buck 30 on the ground. He'll score four touchdowns. Like he'll, he'll get down there in tight red zone. He'll score like a 10 yard jet sweep. I mean, he averaged more than 12 yards of carry last year and 14 yards of carry as a freshman. So one, one of those, I think one of those jet sweeps was a significant one. I think it was one against Kent state, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, it was, I think it was the first touchdown against Kent state took a jet sweep, like 65 yards to the house. I was like, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, really? This is, this is bad. Like he did that to Vanderbilt too. Um, <laughs> well, I, I've got a bull prediction after years of hearing run the damn ball, Mike Bobo, Bobo is going to give power 30 touches against UT Martin. He's gonna have two hundred fifty. Gonna line them up in the I formation. Just <laughs> yeah. pound the rock, man. That's get the ball to your best player. <laughs> well, Bowers did have a seventy-five yard touchdown run against Kent State last year, and he, yeah. he had two rushing touchdowns against Kent State last year. So that's uh, he also had a two-yarder. Nice. Too bad we can't play Kent State again to get some I mean, rushing it's touchdowns. Gonna be so bad. This they're going to be really way. bad. Like they're not like they, that, that. That's not, a, that's not a helpful game for the dogs. Like the dog <laughs> schedule. Corey, I love I mean, but is, is ball state a helpful game? No, yeah, that's oh, yeah, thing. Like, none of these games are helpful games. Like, no, it's, it's, it is a piss. Are you doubting the fighting men from Muncie? I am. I'm yeah. doubting. I'm doubting the fighting David Letterman. Yeah, yes, exactly. The fighting. No, this, this schedule. I mean, it, it was originally supposed to be Oklahoma and that, the whole conference realignment thing screwed that one up, but um, 
because I, I think it, it wasn't necessarily this year's game. It was the fact that the return trip, we couldn't make the return trip because it originally it was supposed to be an out of conference return trip, like two years later. And they're like, nah, they're, they're going to be in, the, they're going to be in conference then. So we're just going to cancel the series and wait till you wait. Could have had one of those awkward, conference. could have had one of those awkward in conference, but not a conference game. Yeah, they they couldn't they couldn't agree to play at a neutral site or they couldn't find they, they just couldn't they couldn't do the terms so they had to cut it and Ball State was the only one that was willing to pick up the phone and take this game to get so. paid enough for it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say yeah, how, yeah, how, what, happy, was the, happy, what was the check for that million and a half, two million, oh, something like that? Probably probably one point five. I would if I would guess. Uh, yeah, it's probably something stupid. All right, excellent. Well, we're gonna. That's gonna wrap us up here. I know. I know. Uh, I know, Matt. I, I'm a teacher, and I'm hanging on by a thread. So uh, you're probably hanging on by a thread. And Josh, I think y'all have y'all started school yet? Oh, it's PD week, and uh, oh, wow. so we had a team build. We had a team building activity. Uh, Trust fall. <laughs> no, we we rode some buses and went to Notre Dame's campus to walk around. Oh, oh, that's right. You you almost bought me something. I know. I, I wanted me. to buy you a uh, play like a champion. I would. I know, if you would have got that for me, I would have put it up on my wall. I know your number one team are the dogs. I mean, that's that's a given. I know your mm-hmm. number two teams, the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, no, two teams. <laughs> and, and I know, I, I know, I know Notre Dame. Three's the Gators. No, number, uh, number three's the Irish. Number three's the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> number four is USC. <laughs> wait, wait, where did the balls fall into all of this? They got bumped down to number five. Come on, five. Be, come on don't thanks be. to. Thanks to Georgia Tech, they got bumped down yeah. to number five. Yeah. Come on. Don't care. He doesn't like the volunteers. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, this is. All right. So, well, thanks for having us on. Yes, and uh, yeah, I'm glad. Hope, glad. Israel, hope Israel's back and, and strong and good to go for your next show. He, he will be. He's just getting getting used to the getting used to the kids being back at school. Uh, they oh, got a big. When does your season start? We start tomorrow as Again? we record tonight. We start uh, against Union City. We travel to Union City, and if you know where Union City is, I'll be impressed. It's in the tip of Tennessee. It's in the very, very upper tip in the triangle. Josh, you could actually come watch this game, and I don't think it'd be a, I don't think it'd be that much of a trip for you. Yeah, it's 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 up there in the <laughs> the, the the northwest corner of Tennessee. Yeah, yeah I'm no, I'm like the damn near, I'm like damn near in <laughs> Illinois. I'm like right there. I'm closer to like that game where we'll be tomorrow night. will be closer to St. Louis than it is Nashville. Well, pretty crazy. Um, So yeah, that's where we start. And Israel's going to be defending his state championship. I think they don't play till next week though. I think they start a week after us. I think they open with Bleckley County or Appling County, something like that. Um, He he's defending state champion down at Ware County. So his go. team is actually so get this before we let you go. His team is actually <laughs> the Gators, right? They're the Ware County Gators. Um, because they're in the swamp. It's it's probably one of the most appropriately named schools out there because they're in the swamp. They're actually in the swamp. Um, so they're the Gators. And so he he posted some pictures of like his kids at like their picture day, and they had like his daughter had like the little she's like three years old. She had like the little gators cheerleading outfit on his son had like the Ware County Jersey. It said Gators on it, you know, but the colors are green and gold, right? So he tweets a picture of it and he said, can't wait for them Friday nights. And you know what? Like the first three comments were Florida fans. No, they were like cute kids. 
but I didn't know you were a Gator fan or something like that. <laughs> They're like thinking he was a Gator fan. And he was like, it's not even the same color. <laughs> they could have said, all three been colorblind. You never know. And I've said Friday nights. That was the other clue. Yeah, that's I a dead giveaway there. Unless, unless Florida's going to be playing on a bunch of Friday nights. That's the only night that uh, the ACC that Mertz plays well. God, that's also true. As someone who's watched uh, every snap of his <laughs> career, I can I can say that with uh, unless it's against uh, Illinois. Well, let's say it's his home opener against Illinois. Yeah, it's not a. Uh, I hope to God that game was played on a Friday. It was during the COVID season. So like there was just like no like days and time had no concept. It was November. He's only good when there's a global pandemic and no one in the crowd. Yeah, that's about right. And it's the opener and like no one's practiced yet. Georgia, <laughs> coach, like the dogs are going to have like six interceptions. Like I, I or like six, turn, there's going to be six turnovers by Graham Martin in that game. It's going to be, is he going to be able to throw the ball enough to get it, to get us six interceptions? Gonna be well, he's going to be sacked a ton. It's he's going to fumble a lot. Yeah. Like I think he's going to just, <laughs> he's going to be getting ragdolled. I, said six I don't even think he's going to throw any interceptions because he get ragdolled. Yeah. We'll, we'll see knock how him out of the game. It'll be Jack. It'll be Jack Miller throwing passes halfway through that game. I mean, Oh God! It, I don't. It, I don't think Graham Mertz makes it to the Georgia game. Ooh, there's a fun prediction to end on. I don't think he does. I really don't. Like, all right, it's gonna be a rough go. I really don't think he does. And I think you would agree. But hey, like I said, we are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Follow us at Believe in Dogs on all social media. Follow me at Coach Burton 36. Go check out Israel Troop at Troopstar28. Uh, you can follow my two friends here at Perco. Uh, and uh, Josh Cook at Big Ten and Counting.com. Uh, if you're interested in Big Ten football, I've always said on all of my shows that if you want to follow a Big Ten team, you should follow the Wisconsin Badgers. Um, so that's my Big Ten team um, in honor of my man right here, Matthew Perkins. So um, we hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe, like, find us, uh, stick around. Um, follow us on YouTube for all the great content that's uh, that's about to come with uh, me and Israel uh, as we go throughout as we navigate this season, this 2023 season, and and in quest of a threepeat. So, uh, for Matthew Perkins and Josh Cook, I'm Corey Burton. We will see you back here next week, and uh, until then, as always, you you guys know the drill. Let's go, dogs! I'll say it for you tonight, Coach. Go, dogs! Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.